It's the Morning X This Week, powered by Expert Electronics. 1049 The Morning X, it is Kev. Halloween weekend coming up this Saturday. It's Halloween week officially, and uh, make sure when you go out, you're careful. That's all, because there's something real scary going on this Halloween. So let's meet the family. They're coffee and they're sneezy. They're feverish and wheezy. Their breathing isn't easy. Corona family. To touch them is courageous and certainly outrageous. They're definitely contagious. Corona family. Fatigued and snotty, but testing can be spotty. They've got the antibody, Corona family. Yeah, so just be careful as you go out and trick-or-treat. If you want trick-or-treating times and hours for your town, we do have a list available at dxrockford.com. So you should go and find out. Just do Halloween safe this year, man. It's a, it's a different it's a different world we're doing Halloween in. So if you are going out, if you're going to a party, be smart. That's all. That's all. So, so we don't all have to live in the Corona family. You know what I'm saying? It's 104.9 The Morning X. Just because he's the morning guy. Why don't you kiss my ass? Doesn't mean he's a morning person. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break, break your goddamn spine. It's Kev on The Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X at 719. It's Kev and Halloween weekend coming up. Halloween is this Saturday. By the way, if you're looking for trick-or-treat hours, see when it's going on. Information on that is at thexrockford.com if you want to check it out. Some people don't like Halloween. Some people hate Halloween. Some people were sharing uh, their feelings on why they hate Halloween on Reddit. I'll read a couple of these. One guy says, my birthday is Halloween. It was awesome as a kid. Now I'm an adult, but I hate drinking, partying, and sexy costumes. Well, you're no fun. That's all people want to do for Halloween. It sucks. Yeah, well, you sound like the fun police to me, so you're out of there. Somebody says, I always get a weird feeling that someone or something is watching or following me every single year. And you know what? When you're a kid, that's different. When you're a kid, it's like, oh, no, there's a monster following me. When you're an adult and somebody following you is a, is a much scarier thing because you don't, you, know, you don't think about that stuff when you're a kid. You're just like, ooh, it's spooky because it's Halloween. Uh... This person says, I hate Halloween because I'm always ditched and left to eat candy and watch movies alone all night. Well, you should hang out with that person who doesn't like parties. You two should get together. <laughs> we got Kathy on the phone. Kathy, hi. You hate Halloween? No, I don't hate it, but, um, you know, the kids love it. Right. But it, it, it is quite evil. Witches and bad people. <laughs> It's like worshiping the devil. <laughs> oh, so you're saying you, you don't you don't really like the dark side of Halloween. You're, you're more along the lines of you'd rather have the cutesy pumpkins and the you know the kitty cats and the you know those kind of things. Yeah, and the kids dressing up and having fun. But really, it is it is kind of evil, don't you think? Yes, yeah, some people have like satanic Halloween decorations, and that wasn't a thing when I was a kid. No, it's <laughs> <That's> crazy. <laughs> 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 Look, no, I've always thought about that, what you were saying. I, I miss that. Why are we worshiping uh, evil people? <laughs> like yes. The devil. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. When I, was, when I was two years old, I think my mom dressed me up as the devil for Halloween. I'm like, oh, cute. I'm Satan. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, okay. <laughs> it totally makes sense, but like I said, it, it, it is fun for kids, but it's always freezing ass cold. Oh, yeah. 
go trick or treating and I'm like, why do you got to do trick or treating? Can't we just do the the trunk? What do you call it? The trunk? The, the trunk or treat? Uh, yeah. Trunk or treat? That, I think that's a little more safe, but no, there's too many crazy people out there. So you have to be very careful. But and by yeah, the end of the by the end of the day, your nose is running and you got snot all up inside your Satan mask. You know how it goes. <laughs> your Satan mask. <laughs> That was good. Thank you, Kathy. Appreciate the call. And uh, if you want to participate, you can call uh, the X voicemail, 815-575-XVM1. Tell me why you hate Halloween, you Scrooge. Are you a Scrooge just like Kathy? Call the X voicemail line, 815-575-XVM1. Leave a message and tell me why. Or you can participate on our Facebook page at the X Rockford. 1049 The Morning X. Kev here. Believe it or not, we got snow this week, and maybe that's because tickets went on sale last week for Trans-Siberian Orchestra's special live stream event happening December 18th. On the phone, I've got one of the guitarists from TSO, Al Petrelli. Al, is the snow your fault or what? Oh, it's always my fault. Just ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to hear your voice, my brother. I hope everybody there is healthy and safe and doing the best they can be doing right now. Uh, right now, we're doing the best we can, considering the circumstances. And it yes, uh, looks like TSO adjusting as well this year. Christmas Eve and Other Stories is the show that we all know from TSO. So you're going to do that same show, but it's a live streaming concert. So how's it going to be different? Well, everything about it's going to be different, but what Paul O'Neill and the O'Neill family taught us years ago is that when you're faced with something like this, you adapt, you overcome, and you improvise. You know, we were all glued to the TV for months, sure. you know, watching, you know, reports, numbers, you know, praying that they're going to go the right way so we could, you know, we could just do our tour because we've never canceled a show in 21 years. Never mind. I've never been late to a show. Wow. <laughs> you know? I mean, and, and the thought of canceling an entire tour was about the most surreal, heartbreaking thing that I've ever been part of. You know, I mean, this isn't just my job. This is, you know, my life. I've been doing the same thing, t- touring for 21 years and part of this thing since its birth in 1995. Sure. And, and you it's know, my family tradition as well, dude, you know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so what, are you guys like playing in a theater uh, with no audience and just streaming that online? Or do you, will you have an audience there? No, no audience. You know, instead of having, you know, Fourteen to 15,000 of my favorite people, <laughs> you know, in the audience, I got 14 HD cameras about a foot away from my face, which is a terrifying thought in itself, but <laughs> I'm going to do it. You know, well, listen, we, we found a facility down in Tennessee, you know, that not only can accommodate the band and the production, but, you know, the safety guidelines now and the restrictions are just, and rightfully so, they're very strict, you know, because yeah, we're going to put 100 people into a building. Everybody's going to be testing, you know, for a couple weeks prior to it. And when we get there, we'll test before we're allowed in the building. And then they're going to lock the doors behind us. And then, then I'm okay. Then I know exactly what to do. I've been running the band for a couple decades now, you know. So it's like, okay, let's rehearse. Let's walk through the production. You know, the lasers, the, the video content, all, all the bells and whistles that is, a, that is a TSO show will be represented. And I got the greatest rock band on the planet to bring Christmas Eve and other stories to life, albeit in a different way. But sure. as you know, different is all we got right now. He says here for the first time you're bringing together members of both the East and West bands. Now, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Are there two Trans-Siberian orchestras? No, well, yes and no, but what the, the the short story is we did our first tour in 1999, and there was only, I think, seven or eight cities on the itinerary. You know, we had one 24-foot box truck, two buses, and a fog machine, and this is like, all right, let's go tour. We're going to have the greatest time. Uh-huh. Now, it was so well-received that the following year, you know, uh, promoters in what are, you know, the 13 colonies wanted a, a show again. People like in, in Seattle, Austin, uh, San Francisco, Spokane, wherever, they all wanted shows, too. And there was physically no way I could get a band, you know, from Boston to L.A., you know, in, in like this window that is the holidays. So, 
you know, we kind of cut the band in half and said, okay, I'll see you guys after New Year's, you know. And then, you know, when we're in the studio working and recording, you know, it's, it's one band altogether, but we had to cover all these miles. So now, like you had just said, it's the first time, literally, in 20-something years that that original band that performed together its first show at the Tower Theater in Philly in 99 will be playing together. So very special. Yeah, that's huge. To do something like that. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. Because so, it wouldn't have happened. You know, listen, you, you can look at this thing half full or half empty. There's a glass. You know, I'm right. going to look at it as half full. There's a lot of things that are going to come out of it that are going to be great memories for me. We're on with Al Petrelli of Trans Siberian Orchestra. How many shows would Trans Siberian have played this year? About 120. 120 shows. And this Friday, December 18th online is the one show you're going to do this year? That's it. So listen, I got one shot at this. You know, there's, <laughs> there's, there's no opening night. There's no fix it tomorrow. We'll fix it in the uh, the evening show. You know, the band is playing it live. There's no overdubs. There's no post-production. There's nothing. You know, they're going to yell go, and I'm going to look at the band and smile and say, now we get to do what we do. So this has the potential to be your biggest audience at one time. I'm not going to know at the time, <laughs> so right. I, but I'm going to find out straight up afterwards. And listen, you know, the thing about it, not only will it has the potential of being our biggest audience ever, but for the folks in the audience, you have the greatest seat you could ever have. Everybody will have a front row seat to this thing. Yeah, <laughs> It's going to be like you're sitting on stage with us. And, you know, right. I think the whole thing, again, let's not worry about what it's not going to be. You know, it's right. not going to be parking and bad weather and traffic and babysitters and dog sitters and all that. What it's going to be is the most special evening we could ever spend together. And some people can watch in their underwear. How does that make you feel? Very peculiar. <laughs> Somebody might be watching you in their bathtub with their laptop on the side of the tub right there. And what a great idea. Dude, listen, stay in your feety pajamas, please. Yeah. <laughs> you know, get, get your fireplace going. Listen, do whatever it is that you got to do. You get to watch us. I cannot see you. You know, physically, I'm not going to be in the same room with everybody, but in my heart and in my mind, I'm going to close my eyes and just go back to all those incredible memories we shared together all these years and know that, okay, maybe it's not the immediacy of an audience in front of me, but I know how much everybody loves Paul O'Neill's story, and I know they're just going to be just enjoying it. And, again, a different medium. Sure. You know, get your TV loud and proud, do your thing. Pour a double McAllen's for me, yeah. and let's have a party. So your concerts have uh, pretty much always benefited charity. Is that the same with all the live stream tickets this year? You know what? I, if I answer you, I'm going to be lying because I don't know the answer to that. Usually what it is is every community we roll through, uh, we, we get involved with the charity and on a community level. Right now this pandemic is on a national, comma, global level. So I don't know what we're going to do. I know that the O'Neill family, uh, they're incredibly generous, and they've always wanted to give back, uh, and I'm sure they're going to find something to do. I just I don't know off the top of my head what it's going to be. All right. Well, either way, we're looking forward to the show. It's December 18th. Tickets are on sale right now at TSOLivestream.com. Al Petrelli of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Thanks very much. My brother, stay safe. Much love. And thank you for the time. And you'll see us. I was going to say I'll see you, but you'll see us in a couple weeks. Sure will, man. Have an awesome show. We're looking forward to it. Next time, my brother. 1049 The Morning X. 1049 The Morning X. It is Kevin. Of course, Halloween is this Saturday. We are looking forward to some trick or treats. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways you could dress up for Halloween, and there's a lot of costumes. As a matter of fact, we're looking for your Halloween pictures at thexrockford.com. If you got a cool costume you wore last year and you didn't really get a chance to show it off, or maybe you're gonna, not going to get a chance to show it off this year, show us a picture at thexrockford.com. You could win a $100 Amazon gift card. But my recommendation this year uh, for Halloween is, uh, of course, with the pandemic going on, it's going to be a weird and different Halloween. So uh, here's a song to remind you 
of the best way and the safest way to celebrate this year. I was working at the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. The monster I created began to give chase, but at least he had the courtesy to cover his face. He wore a mask. He wore a monster mask. A monster mask. Is that so much to ask? To wear a mask. It's not a difficult task. Please wear a mask. Please wear a monster mask. Watching TV, one night with my wife and Michael Myers came in. He was waving a knife. And just as I was about to die, I thought, wow, what a considerate guy. He wore a mask. He wore a monster mask. A monster mask. Is that so much to ask? Wear a mask. It's not a difficult task. Please wear a mask. Wear a monster mask. Yeah. Even the monsters are wearing masks, so you should too. Just be safe. That's all we're saying. Have a safe and happy Halloween. He's wasting a degree in nuclear physics to host this show. Yeah, right. He didn't go to college. It's Kev on the Morning X. Bears lose 24-10 to the Los Angeles Rams on Monday Night Football. Here to talk about it from FootballAbsurdity.com. It's comedian Wally Dismail. What's up, man? How's it going? <laughs> Not well. No, I would not. Not well, Kevin. No, it's, it's, everything is terrible. The world, and here's the problem. Here's the problem. We're going to get right into it. First off, thank you for having me. Now, let's get into <laughs> it. Um, well, first off, there was the fact that yesterday morning I discovered, did you know the Bears were the number one team in the NFC? Not just the NFC North, the NFC. What, record-wise? Record record-wise, yeah. They hadn't lost a game in conference. They had one loss. They were the best team. And, of course, me knowing that, the universe had to do a huge course of Uh, Because I'm not allowed to have nice things. No, I guess not. Yeah, no, no. Not not fun. Not fun. Uh, The refs were bad. The uh, announcers were bad. And, uh... The Bears. the Bears are pretty terrible. Yeah, the so, Bears are bad. I mean, yeah. it was it was surprising to see Akeem Hicks playing as badly as he did. That guy was a, a flag machine. Well, you know what? Like, that's what I mean by the refs. Like, here's my problem. Okay, the refs were really ticky-tack. Any kind of incidental contact, it felt like they were throwing a flag. And then when there's, like, the huge rugby scrum, they're like, you know what? We're going to let this play out, you know? I saw Akeem Hicks lying there holding his leg, and I was ready to start murdering people. Have you ever seen them not blow the whistle on a scrum like that? No, not not when it goes that far. When the, What we're talking yeah, about why, is... Why what, are you letting... Well, we're, I'm Why sorry. are you letting the offensive linemen try pushing? No, you can. You, we can yell at each other. It's fine. We need to yell. We need to get this out. <laughs> yeah, you, you you get it all out. I want you, I want you to vent your frustrations to me because I share the same frustrations, and it feels good. There were two, there were two offside penalties on offense. That doesn't. I don't happen. think I've ever seen two offside penalties ever <laughs> on offense. Like. I don't know if the refs were bad or just everything was bad. I, I'm inclined to think that everything is just terrible. Everything was bad. I mean, except for except for uh, Santos. He was the only thing perfect about the game. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I will say this. Um, like, I do like Matt Nagy as a head coach. As an offensive coordinator, mm, not, not, not a big fan of him. I'm not going to lie. Wally does not like um, Matt Nagy calling the offensive plays. 
Uh, do you? Let's see. You had two fourth down calls, and you decided you were going to uh, run the ball on fourth down because the Bears' run game was so effective with uh, Aaron Donald wearing Nick Foles' ass like a hat all game. You think that you could run up the middle on them? Come on! Yeah, that was pretty. It was pretty terrible. There were some very bad decisions. I'm, I'm saying I'm with you. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. Let me ask you a question, though. Uh, Matt Nagy okay. on the head coaching side. Um, you are Matt Nagy right now. Do you, after yesterday's nonsense, do you consider putting Mitch back in for a game? No. No? It's not, it's not Nick Foles' fault that their offensive line is terrible. They, the, they haven't drafted a first-round offensive lineman in 10 years, like maybe a little less than 10 years. Um, you know, maybe the reason your offensive line sucks is because you're not investing in your offensive line. And football is one in the trenches. Like, the reason our defense is so good, you got guys like Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack up, up front creating pressure. What you don't have, what do you have? Like, what Cody Whitehair is a second-round pick, uh, Daniels is a second-round pick. And when both those guys went down, oh, oh boy, did that <laughs> offensive line look a million times worse. Like, Jared Leto, or not Jared Leto, whatever, uh, Charles Leto, whatever the hell Jared he is. Jared Leto? He doesn't deserve, I don't know, that's how bad he is. <laughs> that's how bad he is. Our left tackle is a joker, the Jared Leto joker. I stand by my leg. That's that's what I associated. I just associated that left tackle spot with awfulness. I think I, like, I think I like angry Waleed. You should bring this more often. <laughs> well, <laughs> if the Bears keep playing the way they do, I'll tell you what. Yeah, for the sake of... Because, because the reason I'm so angry is because, despite all evidence to the contrary, I actually started to believe in that 5-1 and one record. Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe I was wrong, and the Bears actually are good, and I should know better by now. Hang on a sec, Wally. Hang, hang on a sec. Let me quote a philosopher that I know who said very wisely, hope is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> and that was you. I know. And it lied to me, and I believed it, because I am a sucker. Oh, when it comes I to the Chicago Bears, hope, hope is a lie. Hope has been a lie since I was three years oh. old. Hope has been a lie for the Chicago Bears. Oh, so, yeah. I ought to make sure we get out, because you pointed out that Matt Nagy's clipboard said, uh, be you. Yes, it says and be you. I don't, I don't like this version of the Bears that they're trying to be. I don't, I don't like it at all. Okay, so for the, those of you who don't know what we're talking about, head coach Matt Nagy, he has his little play menu, the laminated menu of all the offensive plays he could call. And in the corner, he's got a message to himself that says, Be you, because his wife told him that at his job interview. And so he puts Be you on his thing to remind him of that every game. Just do what you would do. And that's not good enough what right now. Would do Tackled three yards in the backfield every play. <laughs> that's that's who Matt Nagy is. Be someone better. How about be better? Yeah, he needs to start putting that on his on his clipboard. Be better. <laughs> they all need to be better. It's it's not just one phase in that you, game. You know what the craziest thing about all of this is? Like as angry as I am, have you seen the rest of the bear schedule? Uh, well, like maybe the Titans and the Packers. Those are the only two good teams left. Uh, they're not, they're not, everyone else, everyone else is equally terrible. Like the Bears, the Bears are going to make the playoffs. They're not going to do anything in the playoffs, but there's a. I feel really good about their chances making the playoffs.
So you you don't think they're going to have trouble how, with the Saints on on this uh, Sunday? The Saints the Saints don't have a defense. That's the problem. Like the Rams have a defense and an offense, and that has proven problematic for the Bears. So like, you, but you, if don't, you are a complete team. You you don't think the the Saints not having a defense uh, defense will be balanced out by the fact that we don't have an I, offense? I, 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 I've watched. I've watched. I've watched a lot of football. Drew Brees is washed. Okay. He he is not. He is not the Drew Brees he was. Like the Saints do not frighten me. I mean, don't get me wrong. They might beat the Bears, but I don't. <laughs> they they don't scare me. Is there a chance in hell the Bears win the division? I don't know. Like the Packers defense isn't that good, so anything can happen. The Bears have beaten Aaron Rodgers in the past. Khalil Mack, like the Bears' pass rush right now, is pretty. Pretty good, okay. so I could see it, and I don't think, and I don't think the Packers' offensive line is nearly as good as the uh, Rams' is, and the and the Bears still were putting pressure. All right, well, I mean, so I could, I could see, I could see the Bears winning the division. Do I think it'll happen? No, because hope is a lie. <laughs> exactly. I was waiting for you to get back around to that. We do have to wrap it yeah, up. Don't worry. We... Don't worry. I, I know when your team's something up for me. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, we do have to wrap Lord. it up. Hey, uh, Waleed Ismail, footballabsurdity.com for fantasy tips and more. You can visit Waleed on Twitter. Are you on Instagram, too? Can we see pictures of you on the Internet? I mean, I'm barely on Twitter. Like, you give my Twitter handle, and all they're going to see is, uh, like, one random thing. Maybe a Pure Michigan commercial. That's it. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah, we did share We did share your Pure Michigan commercial. We appreciated that. That was really good. Yeah. Uh, so we appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch you back here next week. All right, cool. Thanks for having me, man. No problem. 104.9 The Morning X. Feed the Need is happening again this year. We were getting a lot of questions on Facebook, Facebook Messenger. People asking if we are doing Feed the Need this year, and indeed, yes, we are. And it is happening in the same place where it always happens, uh, at Grace Foods on North Alpine. It's right over by the Dunkin' Donuts over there. You really can't miss it. It is a big gray grocery store, and uh, we do it there every single year. We're doing it again this year. It is happening November 20th through the 22nd. That is Friday through Sunday, November 20th through the 22nd. And uh, it's to benefit the... Uh, Salvation Army's Metro Food for the Needy program this year, presented by Anderson Toyota. Uh, yeah, we're looking for food donations. We're looking for monetary donations. We will have a, a way online eventually where you can make uh, online monetary donations if you don't want to drive out, which we totally understand for 2020. Uh, it's a weird year. Uh, but donations welcome. The Salvation Army's Metro Food for the Needy program feeds families in the state line area. So this food isn't isn't going out to Texas. You know, we're not sending it to Jersey we're, we're feeding families in the state line. It could be a family that you know, and uh, we're happy to be helping out again this year. Last year, we had 90 barrels, 90 barrels, and uh, we're going to try and top that again this year. With your help, I think we can do it. I think I think we can pull it off. It is Feed the Need 2020, again, November 20th, 21st, and 22nd. That's a Friday through Sunday. Grace Foods on North Alpine, powered by Anderson Toyota, along with Paymaster Pawn and Jewelers, uh, uh, Burn Boot Camp, My Home Furniture, Two Men in a Truck, Brian Pinkstaff, State Farm, LDR Cleaning and Restoration, and Members Alliance Credit Union. We will see you out there this year to feed the need. He's wasting a degree in nuclear physics to host this show. Yeah, right. He didn't go to college. It's Kev on the Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X. It is Kevin. It's time now for Rockford Missed Connections. And Mr. Matt Hall 
from down the hall joining me. Hey, good morning, Kevin. <laughs> it's good to have you in the studio. Was that you hacking up a lung in the background? No, I don't know what that is. We have ghosts here, I think. I don't know if the mics were picking that up or not. But uh, yeah, hey, hey, welcome to your first Rockford Misconnections. Are you ready for the weirdness? I'm excited. I've always I've heard this before, and now I get to be a part of it. So, well, uh, every week we take a look at the Rockford Craigslist to find out who's looking for love, and we know that Craigslist is not an awesome place to look for love because you know, uh, but uh, people still do it, and it's like a weird personal ad section now. And I'm going to start off with Cherryvale Mall Lady. Cherryvale Mall Lady is on a lot. Really? She makes a lot of posts, and she put two up, so I'll read her two first. First of all, headline says, Unlesh the Beast. Unlesh? Yes. Spelling counts, people. I've been telling you this for three years now. I'm not going to read your posts and take you seriously if you can't spell. So, Unlesh the Beast, female. Sipping on a monster energy, looking for someone to come unleash the beast. Spelled it right that time. And have a good time. I stay close to Cherryvale Mall. And then she leaves her number, which I don't share on the air. And then this one says, just a little bit female. What? Or maybe a lot bit. LOL. I'm referring to the playtime I'm trying to have. I'm close to Cherryvale Mall. You should come hang out with me and have some fun. You got the info. Text me. You can't Google this stuff. Is it the same person that's two different people next to Cherryvale Mall? I don't know, but I assume that this is all the same person because they make it a point to mention in their post, I'm close to Cherryvale Mall. What does that matter, though? Hey, I'm next to the mall, so we can get it on and then go buy a pair of pants. I don't know. Or well, I mean, yeah, maybe that's like a suggestion. <laughs> we could meet at Cherryville Mall. Oh, you know what? I bet that's what it is. You know, and some people have responded to her from time to time saying, Cherryville Mall lady, I'm available. So it's like it gets, it's weird. Do they have pictures on Craigslist? Are you allowed to post pictures of yourself or no? I've never seen a picture on Craigslist. And and I, I'm pretty sure that you don't have a screen name or anything. So I think that's why she keeps putting it in there so people know. This is Cherryville Mall Lady. Cherryville Mall Lady. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Cherryville Mall Lady? 815-874-2104. I want to talk to you. Uh, this one says Liz on Rice Avenue. Now, this is just another spelling counts example. Okay. This is not Cherryville Mall Lady, by the way. What did she misspell? This says, looking for my friend Lice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she meant that. Looking for my friend Lice, who lived on Rice Avenue. That was a Freudian slip. I'm sure your friend appreciates you mispronouncing her name, Lice. Lice. Lice on Rice Avenue. Maybe that was a mean nickname that they had for her in high school. What's up, Lice? Hey, Licey. Maybe she was the first one in the, in the class to get Lice. And that became her nickname forever. Hey, Lice. It's Liz, okay? Oh, I was like, I was trying to think of what name. Oh, Dolores. Right, I'm trying to figure out what name you're talking about. <laughs> Liz on Rice Avenue. All right. Uh, and finally, looking for my friend Jerry. Liz. Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, we used to get together at your house and watch videos, which we both found exciting, and we dressed up as our favorite characters. If you or any of the other guys that we would get together with are still around, would love to hear from you. Hope you can still host. What is she implying <laughs> on that one? I think I know what she's implying on that one. First of all, I think this is a guy. It's a guy? I think it is. Okay, well, I, I think I know what he's getting at. This could be one of two things. Okay, this could be a sex party where they watch videos and dress up, or it could be... Every guy I hung out with in high school having a Dungeons and Dragons party in the basement. <laughs> I don't think it's Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, no? I'm going to say uh, it's it's the first one. Um, but it, if you know the person, why are you putting it on Craigslist? Why don't you just call them directly if you've been to their house already before? 
See, my guess is they lost contact with Jerry. Oh, okay. And they're like, Jelly, Jerry, we're missing our elf. Come on back with your elf costume. <laughs> See, you keep going back to Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> I think maybe it's a different version of Dungeons & Dragons. There's a dungeon involved, probably. Uh, I see where you're going you there. You see where I'm going with it? Yeah. I do. It's Craigslist, man. No one's on Craigslist for non-sexual things. <laughs> That's just what I assume, anyway. Isn't that what Craigslist is for? <laughs> uh, I uh, Well, this section, for sure. <laughs> this section, for sure. But you never know. This could be. This could be one of two things. Like I said, I love the double entendre ones. I love the ones where it could be one thing, but it's probably the other thing. Well, you don't want to show up to this guy's house thinking it's Dungeons & Dragons. Like, oh, boy, I can't wait. And then you get there, and you're like, whoa, wait a second. Or you get there and it's like. <laughs> you're like, hey, you're just in time. Why don't you uh, strip naked over there? And, yeah. uh, we're dressing up as Norman Bates today. And, uh... Uh, well, whether you are a Cherryvale Mall lady still looking for a hookup, still, maybe you should learn to spell. Or you're our, our good friend Lice. Lice. It's Liz. You think it's Liz? <laughs> it's Liz. The headline said, Liz on Rice Avenue. And then they started the post, looking for my friend Lice. Lice. <laughs> and or if you're just Jerry going to this weird, sexy cosplay party, I hope you find what you're looking for. Uh, stay weird, Rockford. Matt Hall, thank you for joining us for Rockford Misconnections today. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> that feeling when all the other bullcrap on the radio just won't do. One really does have a stick up one's ass, doesn't one? The Morning X. Proud to be the bullcrap you settled on. Is Kev welcoming Andrea from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau on... Hi! Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good. Good, you got your Halloween costume all picked out? Uh... Well, the kids, we've got those picked out. You're dressing up as your kids? No, no, no. Let me tell you, this year was really hard, too, because I'm one of those people with the costumes that I don't necessarily pick out a typical costume. I'm one of those that likes to, you know, create an outfit similar to what that costume would look like. Okay, sure, yeah. And And I did it all from home. Like, no shopping at all. Oh, I did some, you know... Some online stuff, but sure, and I, I'm pretty happy with it. So well, that's good. We'll see how that goes? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have no costume mm-hmm. at all, at all, well, and, and that sucks because I, I, I will, I'm like a huge proponent of Halloween. I love Halloween. It's like my favorite time of year. Uh, really? But uh, it's like I, I, the more years go by, the less enthusiastic I am about actually doing it up, dressing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going to Halloween parties or anything like that, so I'm kind of relieved that there won't right. there won't be that pressure this year. <laughs> no, I mean that's nice. The pressure's gone. That's super nice. Do yeah. you? Okay, so are you in the camp of I'm going to give out candy or, or I'm not? Well, if Do you if, know yet, yeah, if they come by, but I, I'm not expecting anybody okay. to come by. Okay, no, that's true. That's true. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if some people plan to or not. Let's th- let's put it this way: twenty nineteen, no pandemic. I got no trick or treaters at my door, so okay. I'm not expecting anybody this year. I can't really. Got it. But anyway, okay, so what? What can yeah. we do in the Rockford region this weekend? All right. Well, speaking of not necessarily having trick or treaters at your door, there's a lot of activities and events where kids can actually dress up and go to these events and trick or treat. So uh, we'll talk first about Discovery Center Museum. They're hosting uh, today from, well, there's actually times will vary, but it's kicking off today, going through until Saturday. So it's the spooky science days. You can dust off your costume or put on your, your the new one you just created, wear it on your visit to the museum this week for some not-so-scary Halloween fun. So it's very friendly for the younger kids as well. 
You can concoct some slime to take home, create a creature and play monster, hide and seek. It will be a lot of fun, but they are asking that advance reservations are required, of course. Um, and I'm sure there will be some candy to give out at this event as well. So uh, Andrea sends me a, a little sheet of all the events we're going to talk about. Uh, I'm opening the fourth oh, yeah. wall here a little bit. On, and on this event, you skipped over this, and I'm sad that you did. You said this Uh-oh. This says it will be skeletons of fun. How cute is that? <laughs> How cute is that? Look, though? I love puns, and I'm sad that you skipped that. So uh, you... Whoever <laughs> I, – I thought when I read that, I was like, whoever thought of this, I just – they're a great marketer right there. <laughs> I thought it was you. I thought you wrote these. No, I did not. Take the credit. Take the credit, oh. Andrea. <laughs> yeah, I did. I totally did. <laughs> um, so that was really cute. But that's going on. Now, also on Friday, so basically you have tons of opportunities this weekend to take the kids out. But Northeast Christian Church in Rockford on Friday, they're hosting from 5 to 7. They're drive-through trunk or tree, so it will be very uh you know, pandemic friendly. Come, they're going to have costumes that are going to be encouraged. They're going to have um, safety measures in place for those families that are going to be driving through. So when you're getting your candy, the folks that are passing it out will have all the safety measures and precautions in place there. They do want to ask that folks RSVP if you're planning on attending because it could get fairly busy and they just want to have a gauge of how much candy and how many people to expect at the event. Sounds like it's going to be a howling good time. Whoa. <laughs> I can't resist. Uh, yeah, of course not. That was a good one, though. Thank you. So let's see. Let's see if you can get one for this. Uh, Midway Village Museum, they're hosting their evening of illumination. This is on Friday from 7 to 9. So you can basically get all dressed up, go to the Midway Village Museum. They are going to have a tour. You can attend a Victorian mummy unwrapping party they're going to visit a victorian wake and learn about morning customs it's a guided by lantern light around the 13 acre victorian village the guests will visit seven 15 minute interactive stations so admission for this of course is also pre-registration only they're going to be taking guests around in different groups so that you're all very safe um, and socially distant so be sure to check this out on friday evening if you want a little spooky history for you. I don't know, Andrea. Usually my daddy unwraps my mummy. Oh, geez. <laughs> I mean, you can't set me up like that. You just can't. That was the best one. You ended with the best one, so I'm impressed. Thank you. I'm, I'm very proud of it. Uh, these events oh, and, yeah. and more at GoRockford.com. Andrea from the Rockford Area Convention Visitors Bureau. As always, thank you for joining us. And uh, have a great Halloween weekend. I hope that uh, despite the um, weird year that we're having. It's a fun ho- yeah. holiday weekend for your kids. Thank you so much. Yep, we have to make the most of it, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Okay, we will talk to you next week, Andrea. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Just because he's the morning guy. Why don't you kiss my ass? Doesn't mean he's a morning person. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. Kev on the Morning X. 1049 The Morning X. It is Kev, and he is a paranormal investigator responsible for the Holzer Files, which premieres tonight at 10 on the Travel Channel. Dave Schrader, welcome to the Morning X. 
Hey, thanks a lot for having me on today. It's a pleasure, especially it being Halloween week. Halloween's got to be a big time of year for people in your field, Dave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is our golden time, and I, I love it. And I'm so glad that we're able to premiere the show right before Halloween. And being the fact that it's a ghost investigation show, uh, you know, you couldn't ask for a better launching point. Yeah, right. And not only that, at a time when a lot of people are going to be staying home and uh, watching TV instead of maybe going to Halloween parties this year. Yeah, sadly, but at least now they have something to entertain them. Uh, you could tune in to the Ghost Adventures two-hour special that precedes us tonight where they go to Joe Exotic Zoo. So if you haven't had enough oh, of Tiger no. King, yeah, <laughs> now you get the chance to investigate the zoo for all the strange supernatural claims there. And then right after, the Holzer Files launches and we go on uh, an investigation at Cleveland, Ohio into a case known as the Phantom Hand. The show revolves around a guy named Hans Holzer. So who was Hans Holzer? Dr. Hans Holzer was a, uh, a very prolific paranormal investigator here in the United States. He, you know, had a 60-year career in examining cases and stories of supernatural phenomena and wrote over 140 books on the subject. He would investigate as many of these claims as he could, and uh, in the cases he couldn't physically investigate himself, he would write about them and share the history and the haunting stories that surround them with listeners and readers around the world. So it's a great opportunity that his family, his daughter Alexandra is a part of our show, open up these case files and allow us to go back in with 21st century technology, 21st century research tools, and try to get deeper into these stories and understand why these hauntings may be taking place there. So there are, there are some like recordings uh, on the show. Is that actually his voice? Yes, we have actual, he was very, very tedious in all the notes that he would handwrite, he would audio record everything, and he would videotape what he could. So we've got real footage, real audio, real um, notes, everything that he documented on these cases, and we try to incorporate them when we can into the episodes. Yeah, that's great. That's a great thing to have. That's like uh, you got the mother load sitting there. It is, and it's it's freaky because he worked with these trance mediums, and what that means is uh, a, a medium, Sybil Leak or Ethel Meyer, he would take them to one of these places and let them tap into the spiritual realm. He wouldn't tell them the history of the place or why they were there, and then he would record them, and you'd hear these genteel women talking to him, and then they would go into trance, and all of a sudden, my body, my body, where's my body? And it just sounds terrifying to hear this audio. And we've got those original snippets and clips and, and the supernatural stuff that he recorded. And we get to incorporate it in on our stories and show you where it started and where we take it. We're talking to Dave Schrader of The Holzer Files, which premieres tonight at 10 on the Travel Channel. The episode that airs tonight, the premiere episode for season two, it is The Phantom Hand. It is about a family in Cleveland who encountered a hand reaching toward them from their base door could you pick a more terrifying case to start the season that sounds well horrifying here's the deal right and even that made it sound very bland and, and innocuous the the fact of the matter is this family was tormented they would hear sounds of screaming and moaning coming from their cellar they had a trap door in the floor like old houses used to that would allow you into the cellar for storage yep and they would see the the door flip open on its own they would hear these things. They used to put stuff on top of it or try to lock it, only to come back in the room and see things removed and the lock off. Uh, then they started seeing this hand reaching out from the cellar door. So you, you could easily say, listen, these people were nuts. But they called the police. And this is a well-documented case. Two police detectives, and we, we give the names and talk about it. Two police detectives show up on the scene. They are investigating this call and one of them sees the hand and calls out a warning and ends up shooting four times at this thing. They open up the door, there's no body, there's no blood, and they're like, you need a priest, not the police. 
And this case is huge in scope with what was going on. And I think we uncover why this area is so haunted. And this is a kind of a case of true crime and the supernatural coming together in our very first uh, season premiere episode for season two. And it, it takes us to an unconventional location and some of the more chilling moments we've ever uh, uh, shared together as a team. Yeah, I mean, that takes me right back to the Evil Dead, too. You remember the evil yeah. horror hag in the basement? Someone's in oh, my yeah. root cellar. That, that's exactly what that reminds me of. And that terrified me when I first saw it. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, and, and to go back into these stories and hear these tales and, and you know, we have the recordings of the family talking about this and their experiences. And it was really nice because Tony Todd, the client we're working with, he wanted answers about what his family experienced. He was a very young boy at the time, but he got to hear his mom and dad's voice for the first time in 30, 40 years. And it was really touching to see how it affected him and opening up memories to what took place there. So how about you? How did you get into this whole thing? Like, how old were you when you first got interested in paranormal things? Well, I... I, it kind of had the paranormal stalk me. I was uh, very young, about two and a half, two years old when my grandmother passed away, and I was kind of the apple of her eye. I have no memory of this, but my family would tell me stories of how they would come to pick me up from my grandfather's, and I would talk about how my grandma came to read to me last night, and she would talk to me, and I would convey to them things I should not know, especially at that age. And my mom finally opened up to her sister, my aunt, and said, you know, Dave, keeps dreaming about mom uh he, he says she's coming to him and reading him stories and talking and then says you know he said this last time she was wearing this polka dot dress with a pearl necklace and she was funny because she didn't have all of her teeth well my grandmother had passed away from cirrhosis of the liver and just didn't look like herself so they they did a closed casket my aunt picked out the outfit gave it to my grandfather who gave it to the mortician those were the only three people that knew what my grandmother was buried in and i described to a t the outfit that she had been buried in can you, can, and, you, can you still picture it? I No, I have no physical memory of this, but my aunt admitted to my mom she received a phone call from my grandmother after she died as well. So wow. that kind of was my opening. My family was very open and, and talking about this. They never made it seem scary or taboo, and they always had books laying around. So I got indoctrinated early, and I'd read books by Dr. Hans Holzer or the Warrens or D. Scott Rogo mm -hmm. and uh, follow the cases of Dr. Barry Taff and and such so it really fascinated me but hans holzer stood above the rest head and shoulders and i i was fascinated by what he he looked at and explored and he always sought the truth and wanted to help the spirits which, which really resonated with me so getting a chance to go back in and try to give these answers and be a voice for some of these victims these spirits these lost souls so that they're they're remembered because that really is what ghosts are they're history's way of reminding us where we've been and hopefully so that we don't continue to make the same mistakes. The show is called The Holzer Files. It's going to premiere tonight on the Travel Channel. Dave, I wish we could do an entire one-hour podcast about this because uh, uh, you sound like you know a lot, and uh, it's really something that I'm interested in. So I'm definitely setting my DVR, and I hope you are too. Dave Schrader, thank you very much for joining us today. It is my pleasure, and I do host a paranormal podcast called Darkness Radio, so your, your listeners can find me on any podcast uh, service and tune into the Strange and Supernatural week in and week out with me on that. Watch the Holzer Files every Thursday on the Travel Channel. Thank you very much for having me on. Stay spooky and happy Ghosttober. 1049 The Morning X. 1049 The Morning X, and of course, leading into Halloween week, I cannot not have this guy on my show. It's the one and only. It is the man responsible for hacking up all those young ladies in 1978. The one and only Michael Myers calling into the Morning X. What's up, Michael? Mm, 
What? I, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Okay, I think I think I know what's going on here. Michael, can you please take your mask off? I said, can you take your mask off? Okay, I can't hear you unless you take your mask off. Can you please just for the interview take the mask off? <laughs> All right, well, if you can't take your mask off, then I guess we can't do the interview. Uh, we'll talk to you again uh, next year, Michael. It's Ken. He's always the first one to get blamed for crop dusting the other studios because he totally crop dusted the other studios, including this one. <laughs> The Morning X. It's The Morning X this week, powered by Expert Electronics. 